This is a series, a series for financial advisors. We offer easy to implement marketing and practice management advice. This is The Stephen and Kevin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 107 of The Stephen and Kevin Show. Today, we have a really fun topic to dive into. Today, we're talking all about video, and we've covered video in the past, but it has been a while, and we covered a really narrow subset of video. Today, we're going to broaden it and deepen it. It's a deep dive on video. Yeah, and we're excited about it because we do a lot of video. As you know, you're watching a video or maybe you're listening to us, but we do a lot of video here at Oxley. It's had a great impact on our business, and we'll share some perspective on that. But we've also seen it have impact on advisor businesses, and we're excited about that for all of you. Uh, for a variety of reasons, compliance and otherwise, advisors have been slow to embrace video. And we're starting to see that tide change, and I love it. We've seen the improvement of a lot of social networks. Mm -hmm. Like LinkedIn is vastly more interesting now that advisors are on video. For sure. And I, I, I'm just, I'm excited for all of you. And we want to see it improve. Like you Day by day, week by week, we want to see these videos get better and more entertaining for us and your clients. Yeah, and, and like Stephen said, we've we've done video for quite some time. And when we were first starting out with video, I mean, this is years ago. I mean, how did we learn? We watched videos on YouTube. I mean, that's kind of what we did. Uh, and we experimented, bought all types of equipment. I remember specifically us even trying, do you remember like Apple had those white backgrounds, like the crisp white, like totally white backgrounds? I don't know. I can't tell you how many hours we spent trying to replicate that background. And we'd be like, no, it's a little, little dark here in this area. And oh, we, would, we tried that. We tried the total black background. Yes, we did. Do uh, that. I remember that. I mean, I remember we had these gigantic lights. They were like the fluorescent bulbs yes. that we bought and would shine on this white. It was just it was silliness, but you can only learn through trial and error. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll help, you know, shorten that learning curve for you today. If, if you're an advisor who says, yes, I want to get into video. Um, because we've learned a lot over the years. I think we have over 500 videos now on YouTube and we're constantly trying to put out new stuff. Yeah, Improve. by the way, we've reached uh, 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I'm proud of. I think it's taken us a while to get there. My kids look at that and they think it is hilarious that I've only got 3,000 subs. I was going to tell you that Leo said the same thing. My eight-year-old was like, only 3,000? And I was like, well, look, we're very niche. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to create videos for anyone and everyone. It's really for financial professionals. It's more about quality, Leo. Yes. We have on. some really high quality subscribers. Well, I'm going to show uh, him this clip now. He's going to be if excited. You, uh, <laughs> if you have not subscribed yet, please do. We'd love to have uh, you subscribe to the channel. Uh, but let's, let's hop into it today. Uh, video, you know, we, we're going to cover today a variety of things, both why video, how to set up video, mm -hmm. how to do it properly in terms of your delivery, because video is not all equal. Uh, there's there's some good and bad, right? Oh, oh of course. On, on the on the plus side, video can make you look like a superstar and attract new business. On the negative side, people can watch your video and be like, "I'm never working with him." It's true though. It's very true. There there's a skill set that comes along with presenting on camera. So let's start with why video, Kevin. If you were to make the case for an advisor as to why they'd get into video content, what would you say? First thing I would say is super humanizing. I mean, it, there's nothing like someone seeing you on camera. Um, you explaining a topic and then feeling like they know you a little bit, right? They're, they're, I, I mean, it's the next best thing to, to being face-to-face -face with someone. So, yeah, and we, we see this all the time, um, you know, as we put out more videos, but we'll run into advisors who are like, hey, I saw your video on this, or I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. And we're like, no, we're, we're not celebrities. They just feel like that because they've consumed so much content. And so it's really humanizing and 
people feel like they know you and it will change the sales process for you. Yeah. So in terms of thought leadership and, and impacting people from afar, yes. I, the equivalent I like to draw for people is like, uh, you know, many people listen to the radio on their way to work. And if you have a favorite morning show over time, you feel like it's not like, you know, the people, but you know a lot about them. You do like you, 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 you over time through little bits and pieces, kind of like through the, what we're talking about in video, you get to know people and we're able to shape perceptions about our brand, our, our, our smarts, our personality, one video at a time. One video at a time, I'm able to show you if I'm a good financial advisor that, let's say, I'm really knowledgeable about a, sp a specific subject. Mm -hmm. I'm able to show you that I'm a, a very a passionate person about what I do. Right. I'm able to share you that I care about my clients and my team members. Like just one video at a time, I'm able to impress upon you things that are really good about my business. Yep. The other case I'd make for video is that we don't want to swim upstream as it relates to the social channels on which we want to thrive. And by that, I mean, you could say, I'm all about white papers, long form written content. And that's like, that's what you're all about. Those aren't thriving on LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere. The networks don't want that type of content. No, the networks are desperate for video content. Right. We find ourselves in the scroll, as they say, right. with short form video content. You, me, everybody, feed them that content. Right. And so, trending, trending more and more vertical, right? Which we, we see. Yeah. You can look at some of the stats behind this. Uh, when you look at total media consumption, and we and we we reported these stats. These aren't Oxley stats. We reported these stats. Uh, these are from Ipsos uh, to a, a company uh, that we were building a white paper for, and they were like, "These can't be accurate." And I'm like, "No, they are accurate." And we mm -hmm. got into a little bit of discussion as to to why. Uh, here's the number of hours per week that we consume by generation of of uh, media consumption. Okay, right? And these numbers are going to seem astronomically high to you. So seniors uh, are 38 hours a week. Boomers, 39 hours a week. Gen X, 42 hours a week. Millennials, 85 hours a week. Whoa, that's a big jump. And Gen Z, 83 hours a week. And the question, and a great question to ask is like, how in the world? Like, is this like two jobs you're working? 83 hours a week is a lot of media consumption. Mm -hmm. Some of this stuff is happening concurrently. Like, how many times are you watching a show on TV and you've got your phone out? Oh, man. How many times for you, Kevin, are you watching a show, you've got a tablet, a computer, and your phone out? You know, I, I think about, I, I actually seek out shows that I can watch while I'm consuming on other devices that, like, that I can jump back into and I don't have to pay that much attention to. Like if I was watching like Succession, right? I have to pay attention to it and I have to, and I love that show by the way, but I look, I look at other shows that are like, oh, I can kind of passively watch yeah, this Yeah, like in the you can have your Dr. Pimple popper, popper on and, <laughs> uh, and be all good. I, I actually, I kind of like that show. Uh, so. Yeah, it's on at our house uh, every now and then. Hey, so- when you look at those hours, some of the reason is it's happening concurrently. Yeah. And also that it factors in all the different ways that we're exposed through our computer, through our phone, through our radio. Media is everywhere, right? Sure. So how do we tap into that? If you're a financial advisor, I would want to be in that feed. Oh, definitely. I, I, I want to be there all the time. I want to be omnipresent in your life with really thoughtful, clever little videos all the time. Yeah. So the why to me is that in, in yesteryear, you might have put up a billboard. You might have bought a, a page in a, in a magazine like those are ways that you would reach more people. Those are ways that you would share the word about your business. Everybody should work with us. If you're wealthy and you live around here, you ought to work with us as a financial advisor. Nowadays, you can be in the palm of people's hands much cheaper. Yeah. Much cheaper and much more widespread. I think the word we're looking for here is scale. Right? Yeah. We can scale our message into a vast audience. We can, we, can, you know, we can say it once, right, to individuals or giving a presentation at an event, or we can 
create a video once, right? And we can get it out to anyone and everyone um, as long as we have the distribution behind it. Yeah, so Kevin, you mentioned Oxley uh, as an example and how far we've come in video. And that's not to toot our, own horn, toot our own horn, but objectively, you can look at our first YouTube video versus our latest, and there's a difference in quality. I think, I, I think I've archived some of those videos because oh, some of them were terribly embarrassing. Yeah, one of them looked like we were shooting outside of a prison. I yeah. mean, the, the yeah. videos, that I, I highlight this from time to time in front of an audience, and I'll showcase a couple of examples. One is of uh, Matt, and he's in front of... What looks like it's a barbed wire fence at our, at our old office. And one of the first comments was like, Did you just get out of prison? Yeah. And the other one was of Kevin. And we had put, this is like when we were doing our own graphics and all that. And it was Kevin. And right across his chest was this 1-800 number. It was just embarrassing. It, it is embarrassing. But, you know, the evolution of that is not only in the quality, but in the consumption of it. As we've had more and more people view these, and we've put more effort into the distribution, which we'll also get into today, there, uh, there's been more of a business uh, impact. So you can look at some of the things that we tried early on in the evolution of Oxley. We cold called. We sent out mailers. We did all kinds of things to try to reach people. It wasn't fun. It wasn't pleasant. And a lot of times the conversations were, who's Oxley? Right. What do you guys do? Uh, As compared to now, our sales are all inbound. Like people who, who end up engaging Oxley... Find us through various means. And then they Video's reach a big out to part us. Of that, right? Yeah, they reach they, out to us already yeah. with some knowledge about who we are, what we do, and what we bring to the table. Yes. So it's not like they just sign up, but they, ha- they come in with some knowledge about uh, you know the, the the offerings that we provide. And the same can happen for financial advisors. It, it does, and it changes that sales process, right? Yeah, it goes it goes from hey, I'm meeting with you, and you got to sh- share with me kind of your secret sauce, whereas opposed to like you know what, I've already shared the secret sauce via video. And I already know you. And so the credibility is there. They believe what you believe. They're, they're coming in kind of pretty much with a few questions and, and ready to rock and roll. So it does, it is tremendous when you get to that point where you're putting out enough content. Well, and that's going to come down to consistency and doing a lot of this. It's going to yeah. take some time. My goal for you is if you're a financial advisor listening to this and, and you're thinking about getting into to video content, my goal is for you to be, become a little bit of a local celebrity hmm. to where when you see somebody at your at your club, they're like, uh, they might not come up to you and be like, yeah, I saw your videos, but you know they did. You know, right. that's, that's what I aspire. I, I like that. I like that concept. A lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what I aspire for you. I, like, I, that's what I want to have happen. And for them to see you in a really positive, positive way. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I've heard Matt Oxley talk about in terms of the why is especially for, for some newer financial professionals and that he says it kind of video levels the playing field a little bit. Right. It used to be like you, you know, you want to get your message out. You, you need to be at the right clubs. Right. You need to know the right people. And now it's like, you know what? I can be a newer advisor, very knowledgeable, you know, showcase that through video and get that out across. You know? yeah. and, and there's not um, the barrier to entries is less. Yeah. And he would point to the fact that, you know, as compared to them coming into your office as a new advisor and you're in a cubicle versus not the big corner office advisor who's been there for a long time. Exactly. Doesn't matter online. Hey, so let's talk about uh, ha- how to get into this because there's a variety of ways to do it. It can be a little bit intimidating because there's a lot of technology and tools involved. Mm-hmm. And you can go down that rabbit hole quickly. Oh, for sure. Uh, just this week, we were uh, picked on for being in a meeting. I'm unboxing a new teleprompter that I got. We don't use them all that often, but we're exploring the use of them for financial advisors. Uh, we never use them. Uh, but for... <laughs> Uh, Kevin, he's over here unboxing a light that he got that he was super pumped about. I'm sure he's going to talk to you about it today. Um, yeah, it's, I roll. it's the yes. Loom Cube Edge oh, light. God. Let's talk a little um, bit about that light. So anyway, 
all this technology and everything that goes into it can be uh, it, it can be a little bit involved. However, some of our you know we candidly we run a service for financial advisors who want to do more video. Uh, quick plug is that okay? Yeah, I, I think plugs um, are great. So essentially, we give you scripts. We tell you what to say. Huge part of this. Kevin and I personally get way involved in writing the scripts because we think it's fun and we like it when it turns out really well for you. Oh yeah, I mean, we write the scripts. We also like I, I even pretend like I'm presenting the scripts. I, I did one yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, so we provide the scripts for you so that you can more or less, if you want to read it or you want to paraphrase this, you can. And then we take the footage you provide to us, oftentimes through a cell phone, mm -hmm. like uh, they call them that nowadays, cell phones, through your through your phone, a mobile phone, a mobile phone. No, uh, I'm just joking. That I, you I, send I, to us for our team to edit. So we have professional editors here who do a fantastic job of making you look. Great. Yes. Uh, they put in intros and music and call outs and the end product is a lot better than you perceive it in the beginning. You know, like when we shoot this video at the end of this, Kevin will be like, how'd you think it went? And I'll be like, yeah, it was all right. And, uh, but then when we watch it back <laughs> with a little bit of polish, you're like, oh, that came out pretty well. Right. So, uh, so in the, I'm sorry, Kevin, in that, uh, in that service, uh, for a very reasonable fee, we can give you content to record on polish your uh, footage and get it back to you in a format that's postable. Uh, and it's a really neat thing. But my point in all that is a lot of people just do it through their phone. True, for sure. So we, so the first thing when you're thinking about your setup is your camera, right? So yes, your your phone can shoot decent footage, right? Most of your phones can shoot 4K. Um, so, so that's a great starting point for sure. Um, we could also be looking at a webcam. I mean, I know that People might say, oh, webcam. Well, there's some webcams that shoot some de decent footage as well. And also when it comes to ease of use, webcam is really simple, right? Probably just a USB that you're plugging in. Then you get up into the the more expensive cameras, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's all based on where you're at technolo technologically and your desire for really good output. Mm -hmm. Like for me, uh, at my desk, I want to have a DSLR camera. I want to have proper lighting. I get matters to me, even on video conferencing, to look my best on these things. Right. Um, and it's interesting, even for video conferencing for many of you, it's worth upgrading your equipment solely for that. And you'll be surprised at how many reactions you get from people who are like, dang, how did your uh, how, how does your image so clear? Or what'd you do with the lighting in the background? How's your background blurry? You're talking about not just when you shoot a video, yeah. but when you're on like a conference call Absolutely. or a Zoom meeting. That or alone WebEx. to me, as yeah. we're talking about equipment, is worth upgrading for. It's just your appearance on video conferencing. Right. Because uh, that, that's not going away. But when you think about how you're going to do recorded video, a webcam can work. A smartphone uh, is yep. a little better. A DSLR camera, you know, a, a call it a $600 to $6,000 if you want to go nuts, right. uh, camera will, will certainly make you look your best. Mm -hmm. But don't get hung up on that. The biggest challenge we have with people is that them actually doing video. Right. Yeah. So, so like, camera is number one, right? Like number two would be what? Would you say lighting? Lighting. Yeah, yeah. lighting for sure. So we want some sort of, you know, some sort of lighting, and it could be a softbox. Like, you you need something that's going to help. Audio is important as well. Like, if you look at, uh, I was sharing with someone earlier today, my desktop looks a little bit Frankenstein. I mean, I've got an external light. I've got an external camera. I've got a teleprompter now set up there so I can make eye contact during uh, during my video conferences. I've got, uh, what else? An ex uh, basically, every periphery you can have coming off my desktop so that for video conferencing or recorded video, you can look the part. Well, we like playing around with equipment. Like yeah. we like to buy and try new things. There's a reason for that. I mean, every little bit that you add, you tend to get a little bit better. Your audio sounds more more full, more clear. I, I can't suffer through a video with poor audio. Yeah. I just can't. You know, so, so 
having some sort of, um, you know, again, external audio. I mean, the audio that's built into your webcam or whatever is not going to be great. Same thing with your phone. You're going to need something that you can plug in there and, um, and this is going to enhance it. My number one tip when it comes to audio and, and um, microphones is to get closer to the microphone. And I know that sounds basic, but the closer you get, usually the richer the sound. Yeah, and think about the comparison here. Uh, this struck me years ago, the first time that I ever saw one of our shows on the TV. Mm. And the kids are flipping through some things, and one of my sons, he was in one of our early videos, and he wanted to find it. So he goes up, he's looking through there, and I was like, in comparison to the other you know crap that they watch on TV that's highly, highly produced, really good quality production. They're Mr. Beast type. Uh, You're talking about Blippi? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be blippy. But I mean, again, the production is, is pretty phenomenal. Oh, yes. But in comparison, our stuff looked like garbage. Yeah. And that's who you're being, you're being compared to other people that are also in the palm of your client's hands, mm -hmm. that are also on your client's TVs. Sure. You're being compared to that, at least subconsciously. And if your footage is really raw, straight from your webcam, no external audio, no lighting, you're going to look ridiculous right. in comparison. Oh, yeah. Because they're on the same screens. Yes. Like the same thing, I can look at SportsCenter on my phone. I can also then flip to your advisor video and the contrast there. Uh, it's always going to be great. I mean, because they're using very, very sophisticated equipment. However, you don't want it to be an eyesore. So spend spend a little time and money. Reach out to us. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Send us messages on LinkedIn if you want a little bit of advice on equipment. We've got plenty of it. Before we move, to, move out of production value um, today, what do we tell an advisor who says, well, it doesn't, it's, it's about the quality of the content only, I should just pull up my phone and shoot a video and post it. Who cares about any sort of production value, right? Which I've heard someone say that. Well, isn't it just about the quality of the content? And what what would you say to that type of advisor? No, it's like we're all very judgmental. Y yes. I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, the the uh, the equivalent today. So, the Italian suit of a decade ago is the equivalent to fancy uh, cameras and mics and lighting mm. of today. Ooh, wow, that's good. But it's true. That's if you're going to spend, did you just come up with that? If you're going to spend two grand <laughs> it is, on a, on a Canali suit yes. ten years ago, spend two grand today on a Canon or Sony camera, external mic. I, I mean, like it. It's the first indication of the quality of advice. So, like, you know, yes, I could suffer through your video of poor production, and then I, at the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was actually pretty good, good advice. But I might not even give you the chance because I think it looks really poorly produced and I just move on. Well, think about what your eyes gravitate towards even on YouTube. When you're on YouTube and you look up um, whatever it is, um, how, to, how to cook lentils, all right? Is this, this is a common search for you. <laughs> this is very random. Uh, but it doesn't matter what you're, whatever you're looking up on YouTube, you're going to see a list of search results. And some of them you can tell by the screenshot there that it's like, Oh, this is like a guy on a hot plate in an apartment somewhere. This well, is not. Now you're talking about thumbnail design. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that too. But yeah. like you can tell and it shapes your perception of which one is actually going to be good regardless of how good the content is. Right. So uh, we're talking about in our program, we give you scripts. There's a big difference in reading through this script and looking like a million bucks versus reading through this uh, script with very, very poor equipment and setup and delivery. Yes. Like it, it's counterproductive. I just wanted to hit upon that because I've had some advisors reach out to me on LinkedIn who said, hey, I've seen your program thinking about it, but why not? Why don't I just pull out my phone and start shooting video? And there's some aspects of like, there's some merit to it, just doing it. But there's also some, like, yes, it's the first indication of, of the quality. And am I, am I going to give you my attention? Well, Matt Oxley was a great example of that. And he pushed us into so much of this stuff. He was like the early adopter of uh, yes. social networks, of video, of all that stuff. He was really pushing the envelope of that. And even though he, he was not like obsessed with quality at all, 
Yeah. He would be like, hey guys, shot a few videos today. And we're like, oh, he, he was the one who got the comment about the being in prison one. Yeah, because he, yeah. he would not care. He'd be walking through an airport and he'd be shooting a video and you're like, no, we can't use that. And it's that. shaky. There's no, yeah. there's no gimbal. So anyway, there's no stabilization. Yeah. Uh, a good balance there of, of getting it done and getting higher quality. Okay, cool. What's let's talk next? about, uh, uh, let's talk about how to deliver properly on camera. Right. Because uh, as we mentioned earlier, there's right and wrong ways to do it with a teleprompter or without. Um, you do want to pre-plan what you're going to talk about. You don't want to totally wing it. I, I agree. Um, you want at least some sort of bulleted outline. Now, if, if you're at a firm that is going to have to go through some sort of compliance process, what compliance is going to want typically is a script or an outline of what you plan to say, and then they're going to want to see the final video. So you're going to have to do some pre-planning anyway, because I hear some people say, oh, don't do that. I mean, look, there, there's advice across the spectrum here. Just go shoot from the hip and it'll be authentic. Well, the, the reality is, is that for most of you who are at a firm, that's not even a possibility. You're going to have to, you know, pl do some planning in advance. And actually, we think some planning is a good thing. And let's talk about two ways to go about it today. Let's talk first about the block method, which yep. we'd recommend if you don't want to go with a teleprompter. And then we'll talk about teleprompter usage yep. uh, second. Block so, method is what we termed it. We, we, we came up with that term. But it's pretty simple. It, it's this. I mean, it's it's. I have my notes in front of me, right? I'm, I'm imagine, you know. And again, I'm I'm almost assuming that you're watching the video. But I memorize a couple lines, come up, look at the camera lens, deliver those lines, stop. And by the way, when you deliver those lines, hold your endings. That'll drive an editor crazy. If I finish the line and I just look down right away or it's like, ugh. now when I'm, when I'm jump cutting that, you know, and creating the cuts later, it's going to be really difficult. Hold your endings, pause, look back down, memorize two lines, maybe three, come back up, present those. And you can get through a script really quickly. Mm -hmm. It's our favorite way to do it. If you look yeah. at some of our short form content, that's how we go about it. Mm -hmm. It's a good combination of feeling like it's, um, feeling like it's got good flow. Yeah, it feels authentic, and it feels like it's from the you're shooting from the hip, and it's clear that you're not reading. But at the same time, you're not shooting from the hip. You've got really, really good notes in front. Of you. Exactly. Yeah. So consider that, especially if you've got a good editor. If you're doing this yourself, you may not want to go that route because you're going to have to go through and cut out all the dead space. That's right. Um, but it's one of the things that when we provide scripts to financial advisors, we do so in block form so that you can pull it out and just read through a couple of lines. That's it. Master and deliver. Uh, the other way to go about it, and we're, we're experimenting more and more with this, is with the teleprompter. If you're with a firm that requires you to basically get it word for word, or if you just don't love the idea of having to memorize even small bits of this. Or editing. Or editing, yeah. You can use a teleprompter. I set out yesterday uh, I set out yesterday to prove that you can yeah. use a teleprompter. Yes. Or that, maybe I should rephrase it. I set out yesterday to prove that I could use a teleprompter properly. And I... I got to a point where I think it came out really well. I actually think it was a really good product. And I was in the office with you when you were playing with this. And, and just so you know, we never use teleprompters ever, hardly. And so, like, we were like, oh, we're experimenting with this. And so let's practice it. Like, we're practice what you preach, right? So we're learning. I, I'm embarrassed to say it took me a long time to get it set up right. I mean, I told you I bought this cheap. Uh, I'm not going to name drop what I bought or the model number. I don't think you can pronounce it. Um, but basically a cheap teleprompter that you hook up to your iPad. And I right. hooked it up yesterday uh, and tinkered with it for maybe an hour and a half to get uh, it exactly right, where the teleprompter words were right over the lens of my camera, to where it was moving at the right pace, to where there weren't too, wasn't, the text wasn't too big, wasn't too small, to where there weren't too many gaps in between. Well, by the time I got it, though, and I could replicate that today, yeah. like I did earlier today, just screwing around, uh, uh, 
I could replicate that now, but originally it took me a lot of time to get set up. But afterwards, when I hit when I hit record, my epiphany afterwards was, A, when I watched it back, I was like, that's pretty good, actually. You cannot really tell that I'm reading anything mm -hmm. because the text is so small and it's going over the lens at the perfect pace. Um, but that, B, with that setup, I could produce a gazillion videos. Like right. if somebody else were giving me scripts. You could just pump like them Oxley, out. Like Oxley, for example. You could oh, pump them out. I could go through. I would change shirts. I would go through 10 videos in no time. Right. Like that's, it's that's a game cool. changer. So more to come on that. We're working on some exciting new tech here at Oxley to help facilitate some of that for you. Right. Uh, to make it even easier because that's our mission here is to make video easy for you. Uh, but teleprompting, it, it can work. I uh, agreed. Um, I think when you were talking about the pace of the teleprompter, it you have to kind of find what that is and then memorize what that is and know what that pace is because that took you some time yesterday. When we were playing around with it, you're like, this one seemed right at first and then I was way ahead of the teleprompter, right? Or this one was going too fast and I was like trying to catch up. Just like finding that sweet spot. Yeah, but once you do, I, I think it's... I also think that when you're, when you're using a teleprompter, if you have some a, a few breaks every now and then where you can look away, um, you know, just that illusion of natural eye contact. Which I we didn't do about. that yesterday. You didn't do hard. that, but you, you, but could, you could. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that will help people feel like you're not reading as well. I mean, if I'm just staring straight ahead constantly the entire time, it might give away that I'm reading something as opposed to every now and then my eyes can dart away and I can come right back to the script. You know, and, and what I think you can lose with a teleprompter, and I bet if I watch mine back today, I bet uh, this is the case. You, you stare too intently at the words because you're trying to make sure you keep up with it. And that you're probably not as likely to show good inflection, uh, to show good facial expressions and that sort of thing. You have to think about what you're, what you're reading. Yeah. You have, to, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Because oftentimes, and you can do this even if you're memorizing block method, you can be so in, in uh, and I'll give you a really good example of this. So we, we had an advisor come into our office one time, humongous producer, one of the most natural and likable people you'll ever meet in your life. Like you can't meet him and not like him. Right. And we go from the hallway having a cup of coffee and enjoying each other's company with the most normal, likable person you'll ever come across. Jovial. To being in funny. front of the camera, and all of a sudden you're like, what happened? Yeah. What, what? Stiffened up. Uh, yeah. uh, at such and such wealth management, we provide, and you're like, no, no, what happened to you in the hallway? Yeah, get back to that person. Yeah, and, yeah. and so the tendency is, especially if you're newer to video, you're so obsessed with getting the wording right that you lose all of what makes you unique and special and likable as a human being, mm -hmm. right? So being able to smile, being able to emphasize certain words, being able to talk more quickly sometimes and more slowly at others is what makes it good. And if you lose all of that with a teleprompter, go back to block method. Being excited about the message you're delivering, right? Having some excitement there is... It's huge, right? No one wants to watch a video of someone who's boring. You know, I've done a, a, a lot of in-person presenting recently, more so than I, obviously, coming out of the pandemic, but recently I've been on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about video in, with some audiences that are able to do it. And it's surprising to me how many times people record video and then don't use it because we're self-conscious about it. Yeah. And I, and I say that as a prelude to this bit of advice is that I would watch it back after you've recorded yourself doing something. So that you get a sense. Sometimes I record something, I watch it back, and I'm like, man, I was really low energy on that one. I need to do it again. Sure. Uh, but also, you can be your own worst critic, and you watch it back, and you watch it back, and you record, and you re-record because you're just uncomfortable with what you're seeing. Well, you also, you fixate on any any sort of error that you made, and the reality is a lot of times people don't even notice some of that stuff. Yeah. So watch it back. Make sure your energy is right, but don't obsess over it. Mm -hmm. The only way to get through that hurdle of getting better on camera is to shoot more of it. Yeah. That's the only That's way. A, At some point, uh, and this isn't 
bragging, but at some point, through you're talking about public speaking, if you're talking about being on video, just by sheer rep- repetition, you get to a point where you don't have a lot of nerves about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And some people are naturally like that, and other people have to work towards it. But through repetition, you learn it's not just not big of a deal. Right. That's right. So uh, let's talk about... Uh, so let's say that you've set up the beautiful, uh, you've got a beautiful setup. Your background is on point. You've got great lighting, camera, mic. You look your best on film. You've got a great message. What do you do with this video afterwards? Yeah, so we'll talk about, we can talk about distribution, right? And, and before before that, I mean, obviously some sort of editing. I mean, most of the time your video is going to need a little bit of editing. Yeah. And, th- and that could be, you know, cutting out some some dead space. It could be, um, adding some bumpers, right? It could be adding a little bit of music and just giving it a little bit of life. Some, some, and again, you're competing with other people online who are doing that stuff. So, watch, watch this. So when when you are watching a YouTube video, for example, whatever your flavor is, if it's cooking, if it's sports, if it's my kids and Mr. Beast or whatever other yeah. silly stuff they're watching, watch the pace of action that takes place. Watch fast. the pace of cuts. So fast. There's something happening like every second. Yes. Over and over and over again. And I, I say that not because I want you to be that quick in terms of your 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 jump cuts and all the other yeah. things you're adding in there, but if you're in a stagnant shot that's just you speaking into a microphone um, uh, for two minutes and nothing ever changes and you're so reading true. like a, you know a monologue here, it's going to be jarring in comparison to the fast moving stuff that we're used to online. I mean, it's going to be just boring. Really, so editing to your point, Kevin, makes a huge difference. If you got a good editor who's going to go in and make those jump cuts, who's going to add in some graphics and visual. It's the visual interest is what yeah. it is. It's just keeping your your eyes interested constantly. Um, yeah, so so that's that's an important component. So that aside, next we're looking at distribution and where, what do we want to do with these videos? Um, and let, let's assume that we're creating more educational style videos. Maybe every now and then it's a little something personal, but um, in general, we're creating evergreen content that a financial advisor can then take and distribute. We want it anywhere we can put it. I mean, really, like, don't hide these things. Obviously, your website makes a ton of sense. I'd be putting this this guy, you know, guy, this video in my newsletter. I'd be putting it on YouTube if I'm allowed to do that. Um, I'd be putting it natively on the social channels, whether it's you know LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, you know Instagram. I'd be creating a vertical version um, if I could, and with snippets that I could put on on reels or shorts. Like, I I, I kind of want it everywhere it can go because. If I'm putting all this energy into this, like I, I want as much distribution as possible. And I, I was talking to an advisor this week and we had a whole session on video and she said, we've shot so many videos, but gosh, we do nothing with them. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And she was like, well, we just put them on our website and that's pretty much it. It's like that's That seems like just such a, a loss. Also, recycling these things. Like it's not just that I post them once on LinkedIn, like I could spread that posting out over the next few months and I could have multiple posts. But sometimes we assume that like once we create the video and we put it out once, it's done. No, I, I can almost guarantee you that the majority of your audience didn't consume it. Put it out there again, put it out there again, put it out there again, right? You created that asset and now you can use it um, multiple times. Great advice. It's, a, it's such a waste if you just put it on your website. If you were to look at, uh, and by the way, all of what Kevin referenced there, you, you would need to have in a checklist. Yeah. Like if you were to look at our checklist for what to do with each individual video that we shoot, it's a lot. you would be like, what, what is wrong with these guys? Right. Like <laughs> you're, you're, you're that particular about where it goes and in what format and how it's transcribed and you know, what budget goes behind it. If you're going to use it as an ad, like it, it's, it's elaborate, but that happens one step at a time. Oh, I didn't even mention that the paid advertising. No, let's, here. let's save that for a second, but uh, it's elaborate what you do 
with with every single video, but that's okay. That's how you're going to get the most eyeballs on it. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, for example, the formatting difference between something that's uh, horizontal versus vertical. Vertical. Vert yep. Uh, your vertical videos are going to get a lot more plays than your horizontal. Oh, they will. Just by nature of, I mentioned earlier, people being in the in the uh, in the scroll uh, on on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, wherever else on, on YouTube Shorts. Yeah, TikTok. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, this is. The impact of TikTok really is where it, all this it, comes it, from. It really is. I mean, it, it's Instagram cat trying to catch up with them, right? And my wife makes fun of me all the time because I send her reels on Instagram, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's like two weeks ago on TikTok." But it's it's the reality of it, and they they want to compete, right? So they're giving more distribution to those vertical videos. So we have to take that into consideration. But to your point, Kevin, reach eyeballs views on this is what I'm most consumed with. Yes. And I get there by spreading it in every network that I'm allowed to spread it on. That's right. And perhaps even putting some budget behind it. It's, it's so funny. I mean, because I see some advisors who are like, oh, this is, I don't think this is Facebook appropriate. And I'm like, man, put it on Facebook. Like, oh, put yeah. it everywhere that you can put this. Absolutely. And, and a little bit of budget goes a long ways on these. Um, it may feel like cheating the system a little bit, but let's say, for example, if Facebook gives you organic reach of roughly 5%, Yep. And so 5% on a, on a Facebook business page. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say that you post your video on your business page, 5% of your followers, which no offense, you don't have 50,000 of them, right. you, you know, unless you say, paid for them. Yeah. Let's say you've got a few hundred followers. You're not a lot. You're not getting a lot of people to see that video through no. Facebook. No. However, if you boost it, even in this most simplest, let's say, uh, here's another plug. Oxley does digital ads and we can run a legit Facebook ad campaign for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but also you, if you wanted to boost each video on there, could spend a few bucks. And I, they'll say for $20, you can reach 600 more people. They want you to pay for placement, and that's okay. Yeah. Be willing to boost every post. Be willing to sponsor it on YouTube if you need to. Get some eyeballs on it. Yeah, especially for networks that the organic reach is so low. It, it makes a lot of sense to do that. Yeah. So what gives you some signal that your video is working, Kevin? Ooh. This is a good one. And this is a common question. So it's a, you imagine an advisor who says, okay, <clears throat> I get it. I'm jumping into video, started creating a few videos. Um, what's my ROI? Oh, and, and look, it's, it's not an easy question. I mean, if you asked us right now, what's Oxley's ROI on creating all these videos? We couldn't give you a number, but could we say that we know that it's attributed to new business? Definitely. Yeah. There's a reason we're in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, exactly. I could, uh, I could be on the golf course right now. It's a beautiful North Carolina day. Yeah. But I'm in here shooting video, partly. Uh, Begrudgingly. No. I'm, I'm joking. No, but, you know, we all have uh, options of what we do with our time. And putting effort into video has paid off for us phenomenally. Yeah, and it has. And But but if someone says, what's the ROI? Like, I, I can't tell you, oh, okay, you create two videos and I, I can guarantee you you're going to get a client from it. No, it's, it doesn't work like that. But there are signals that it's working. Well, here's the, here's the question I ask people because I, I too, I think anybody in the marketing space doesn't like it when there's a pointed question about ROI that's something for something that is clearly hard to measure ROI for. I mean, if I were selling some sort of widgets on Facebook, then yes, I could probably, yeah. I could tell you, hey, this is your ad spend and this is for the sure. number of orders we've gotten. Like yeah. there's a lot of metrics we could show you about video, but a clear ROI isn't possible because of video was influencing every part of the sales process, even for folks who didn't come to you purely from the video. True. So if I meet you through our involvement in a local organization and you're a financial advisor and I've seen some of your videos over time because they're appearing in my feed because we're friends or I follow your page or whatever, um, 
And then ultimately, you ask me if I'd like to have a business meeting with you. All the times I've seen those videos have influenced my decision as to whether or not I come to your office. Mm, that's good. Let's say yeah. that I'm uh, an uh, I'm a, a an affluent person in the area, and my accountant recommends that I come to you. Do I look you up in advance? Does it shape my perception? Yeah, definitely. How do I measure ROI on that? Yeah. So let's let's talk about some some of these signs that it's working. Signs that like if you're if you're getting into this, what are those indicators that I'm doing the right things? And the first one that we would say is that people in your life start referencing your videos. So maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a neighbor, right? Maybe it's someone you know at the club who says, hey, by the way, I saw your video the other day on that, it was, it was good, right? They start referencing it and that should be a signal to you that, wow, they're consuming my content and they're consuming the most humanizing content that I can possibly produce right now, right? I mean, yes, I could design a graphic or write an article, but they're watching me present and that's valuable. There, there are a ton of people in your life right now who know vaguely what you do for a living, who don't really, really know. Good point. They just don't. And so you, you take anybody, you know, take anybody in your life, you think, well, our kids are on the same team together. You know, uh, they've got to know that I, I specialize in this and that I focus on that. They, probably they don't, don't know. They don't know. They yeah. might know that you kind of work in financial services, but they don't know that much about it. Through video, you can showcase that yep. one piece at a time. And when they reference, I saw you on video, it's usually a positive thing. So that's number one, right? Yeah. It's like uh, people that you kind of know, like, uh, you know, you're already, they're already in your social circles and they start referencing it. The second kind of tear up to me would be when clients start referencing it, right? I mean, you want your clients to be consuming your content, right? So all of a sudden they're coming into a meeting and they're, they're referencing it during a review. You're at a client event and they reference a video. Wow, my clients are actually starting to consume the content. Next tier up from that would be you have prospects who come in, right? And they said, and they'll, they'll say, oh, by the way, before we met today, I watched a bunch of your videos, right? Or I found you because I saw this video in this, or one of your clients forwarded me this video. Like that's, and, and look, that's the point where you can be like, oh yes, I feel like I'm getting that ROI. But again, you still can't necessarily calculate it. Uh, correct. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good feeling. And even if you prompt that, even if you're if you're talking with somebody who came to you fresh and they don't mention, I've been watching all your videos, right. uh, they, they maybe uh, were influenced by that. And you can just ask them. So, hey, I know you came to us by way of uh, your accountant. And we're so thankful for that. Had you been able to, have you been able to check out our website or any of the, the videos that we put out there? That's right. I'm just curious, right? I want an, affirm, I want an affirmative answer there. And, and it'll take a little bit of time to get to that point where you feel like, oh, wow, like prospects are really consuming this stuff more and more and more. I mean, the initial indicators are going to happen. They could happen right away. But when you get really good at this and you do a lot of it, you're going to have people mentioning it to you a lot. Yes. A lot. Yeah. So, and I say that because we'll go through an airport and I'll see somebody haven't seen it. This happened not, this not happened a couple, long This ago. happened twice in one day. Yeah. We were at an airport and ran into somebody that was like a former neighbor of mine from 10 years ago. He's like, I've been, I have been keep watching your videos, man. Yeah. I'm not an advisor, but this is relatable to what I do. I love those videos. Right. And you're like, okay. Um, so my, my goal for you is that you get that conversation all the time. Yeah. That people are like, oh yeah, I know you from the videos. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm after. It feels good. And you know, you're making some traction and yes, it changes the sales process. And I think we, that's probably a common theme that we've woven throughout today's podcast is like when you start creating more content like this, People come in and it's it's just it's just different. They feel like they know you already. They don't know you, right? You're just creating videos, but because the medium is so humanizing, they they feel that connection with you. It, it's very very different. So, uh, quick plug: if you're considering video and you haven't gotten into it, or even if you've dabbled with it on your own, 
Leverage Oxley Video. Like I said, we tell you what to say. We produce your footage. We give you advice on the best way to to look your Help best, you your background, equipment. your equipment. That's we've helped. The vast majority of people who come to us are new to video, and we help them through that process, and we're yeah. good at it. I, th I think we looked at the last couple of years, we have edited over 2,000 videos. Like we, yes, we've we've done quite a bit of this. We're big proponents of it. Like we do it ourselves, right? We believe in this medium, um, and it's a program worth checking out. For sure. Uh, we can do some deep dives on this, right? This was, we said it was going to be a deep dive. It really wasn't. We covered a wide variety of topics and gave you some helpful insights, I hope. Uh, but look out for future videos because there's so much we can cover in terms of the equipment. There's so much we can cover in terms of the topics, the topics that you can cover, yeah. uh, the presentation skills. There's so yeah. many different aspects of this that you can, can nerd out on at your leisure. Um, but thanks for joining us. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we'll catch you next time for 108.